Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the third episode of the film's, you know, that six-hour monstrosity. Um, but I am here today with the lovely Diana Vandekamp. Hi, Diana. Hi. How are you? Awesome. Thanks. So glad to be here, Mitch. Thanks for having me. No problem. The DVK. Um, the second iteration, uh, but I don't think we say that anymore, but the second iteration of the red light, green, green light. Um, Call me whatever yeah. you want, as long as it's not mean. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like the typical late for dinner, and then you're like, as long as it's not mean. <laughs> that I, don't like, I don't like mean. No, me neither. <laughs> Um, so like we were, I have questions, but we were just talking before about how, and I don't know if he'll listen to this, but how at first you found Anderson intimidating. And I said, like, if I have to interview Anderson one day on here, which I hope to do, <laughs> uh, like I've, I've probably been, I've known Anderson for like three years, like through texting and stuff. And we've, we've talked on the phone and blah, blah, but. You said you kind of found that intimidating at first. I was I was terrified of Anderson at first, and then <laughs> <laughs> then we became really good friends. And you know, once you kind of like understand the man a little bit more, uh, he becomes a lot less intimidating. And he's truly one of the most. He's very. He might be mad at me for saying this, but he's a very very sensitive like human mm -hmm. being. He's you know he's all heart. Mm -hmm. And I've I've noticed that too. Like he gets the emails and he reads them and, and, and they can get to him. Like when they're a little bit biting or, mm -hmm. or he got something wrong. No, you can, you can tell, but uh, he's also that from that punk rock background, right? Like, or like, uh, but yeah, I don't, I, uh, he's, he's a man's man sometimes, you know, like, but sometimes and sometimes not at all. I mean, he's yeah. a really interesting dichotomy of a human, um, but he's honestly like, he's, he's truly like, he's got such a good heart in there. And anytime we've sort of had like, you know, a, a disagreement or a misunderstanding, you know, he's always been really adamant to, to work it out and to talk through it. And, you know, he's honestly, he's, he's a yeah. delight as, as is Brian. Well, I was, uh, I guess that jumps us right into Brian. So you weren't terrified. You weren't scared of him at all. Obviously, like, just like, he's like basically a hamster guinea pig in the room. <laughs> Uh, like you were just like, oh, he's so cute. He is so cute. Um, I knew him less well when I mm -hmm. started doing the film vault than I than I knew Anderson. Um, and I was a little, I guess, a little nervous because he and um, and the former Miss Movies were were really good friends. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of, you know, worried that he might think I was trying to step on somebody's toes or or something like that. But no, he pretty much from the jump welcomed me with with open arms. And oh, yeah. Yeah. They, honestly, yeah. I, I, I wish I could talk some smack, you know, give you a little jerk, <laughs> but they're they're really delightful human beings. Oh, I can see. I, I, I know they are. And I think anybody who listens knows that. Um, so I'm going to I want to start like from the beginning beginning to kind of like understand your timeline so because you're in ireland now you live in ireland i do indeed yep and just last week or the week before you were in california um it was uh sort of mid-january and i was just there for for two weeks visiting uh my mom and yeah and just seeing some friends and and you know family and whatnot and it was such a quick trip and i fully meant 
to go see the boys. Uh, but it just, it was such a quick trip that that oh. didn't quite happen, but I'll get them. Um, I'll fix their wagons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fix their wagons. I like that. Um, hopefully I'll, I'll get to see them again in, um, I think I'll be back in April sometime. So hopefully we'll get to catch up then maybe oh my go God. Out for dinner, you know, yeah. just, just catch up. I really in, miss them. To have you and Florence on at the same time would just be, would just be crazy. I love her yeah. so much. Like yeah. she did something I'd always wanted to do. Uh, whenever I was researching um, sort of films for Red Light, Green Light, I'd always wanted to throw out a fake film yeah. and just see if they'd catch it. But I just I was too timid to do it. So when Florence did that, I was like just ecstatic and yelling with joy. I was like, oh, girl, you did it. You did it. <laughs> I would never have thought to do that. And so when she first did it, I I felt so tricked. I felt, I was like, what did she just do to me? I've been listening to this show for how many years and red light, green light. It's always been the same. How dare you? But it was, it's, I love it now. I love it. Oh, I love it. I, I, I love it so much. I really mm. think it's beautiful that she sort of added her own, her own style to it. And I love that she does themes oh like mm -hmm. honestly she i'm i'm jalopy for mm -hmm. her that's a word i've made up jealous okay. and happy oh. um right. i feel that way a lot uh and i'm i'm so jalopy for the job she's doing you know i really wish i'd done some of those things myself but like uh mad props on her for just you know improving and setting the bar a little higher i really yeah. dig it oh she's she's in, she i i Talking to her was so great, and it feels like it was so long ago that I would just love to do it again. Like, uh, no, uh, we're singing Florence's praises, but she is great. Um, so you were born in the States. I was, yeah. I was okay. uh, California, born and bred. Okay. Um, and then uh, my husband and I got married in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And we were originally going to live in LA, but there was just all this. He's Irish, um, obviously. And Born in uh, there Ireland? Was just, yes. Yeah. Okay. He uh, sort of all over the place a little bit, but he's, <laughs> I'd say, say he'd consider himself mostly a Galwegian, which is the best. Galway is the best county in Ireland. Um, <laughs> come at me if you think otherwise. I, no, my my uncle is Irish and like his whole family lives over there um so do you know uh, what county uh i think it's belfast oh, okay something. okay so i don't know what the yeah um okay. yeah um so you guys married in 2018 so how, how long have you guys been together we um now we've been together six years but when we got married we'd been together for two years and originally we were going to live in the States, um, but there was just all this nonsense with immigration and oh, a president man. I wasn't super fond of. So we just decided, um, why don't, well, let's live in Ireland for a little while. And he's a musician. So he, a lot of his groups were over here oh, and wow. he, he had more work like as a musician over here. So we just sort of decided to, to give it a go for a little bit. I didn't kind of think it would be permanent at first, but then I really fell in love with Ireland. Oh, that's amazing. And it's so beautiful over here. And the people are just 
They're mm-hmm. so, so kind and they're so funny. Like everybody mm-hmm. is a comedian. Everyone has just this insanely wonderful sense of humor and life in general just kind of moves at a bit of a slower pace here. Yeah. And I think I kind of really needed that shift in my life at the time. Yeah. I can, so I can imagine. I'm, 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 I've gone from like a city girl to a country girl and I really like it. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, you can probably hear my kids in the background. They're, they're uh, outside playing Minecraft. Um, awesome. <laughs> Tell them I say hi. I love kids. I, I'm sure one of them will forget I'm in here and pop in at some point. I was recording. Yay, with a I friend. love pop ins. Yeah, I know. They will, I'm sure. Um, so, oh my God. <laughs> I was going to say, we're talking about Ireland. Yeah. So we all hate your husband, obviously, because he uh, stole you from us. Rude. Yeah, I'm just, just kidding. Rude. He's the best. He's the I best know. guy. Obviously, if you married him, I'm sure he's amazing. He's. Uh, I, I can't talk any smack on him either. He's just kind <laughs> of the best. I know. He um, snores a bit. That's all I got. Oh, I do that too. No, it's I've been fun. watching um, this British show called QI, and it's like this. Um, uh, it's like a television. It's um. What am I trying to say? It's hosted by one person. It's like all facts and stuff. And then there's like four, like usually British or, or UK comedians and stuff. And I'm like, I just want to like live over in the UK area because they're so funny and their humor is just, they, they know how to walk that line of, of, you know, being mean spirited at times, but everyone knows it's a joke. Yeah. It's almost like a polite irreverence. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So. I've been very, uh, very just aware of that lately watching this comedy show that like, and o- over here, like, I understand like the cancel culture and everything and the, but sometimes it goes a little too far, you know, because comedy's comedy and when yeah. people are getting slapped on stage for, you know, making a little joke. Comedy is not an evergreen thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's got, and I, I think it's gone a little too far. I definitely think, you know, we should be sensitive and kind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we make mistakes, which we all do, do better when we can and learn from them. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's it's definitely been taken to an extreme level that's ungood. Yeah. So I've already heard the Irish accent come out really? a little bit. Yeah. Really? When you listen back to this, let you, you said you said like I love that. <laughs> you literally did it, and uh, but do you hear Canadian in me at all? Not really. I mean, yeah. can you say say sorry? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. got it. Okay. Uh, out about, and about. Out and about. Out, out okay. and about. I don't. Know. Okay. Sometimes I can make it sound more Canadian, or or I don't know I'm doing it. Oh, say this one. Uh, say anything. Anything. Okay. I had a Canadian friend that would like, whenever he says anything, it would give him away and he's an actor. And so he would, he kept trying to improve it. And whenever (laughs) I watch him in a show or whatever, I'll always try to like hear for it. He still hasn't corrected it yet. (laughs) I I love to listen to Smartless and Will Arnett is Canadian on there. And, and sometimes he can really get into the, into the accent. Like, uh, Oh hey bro, you want to come down to the to the Tim? Like he does it amazing. It's so it's so funny and it's a great show. It is a great great podcast. Not better than the Film Vault, obviously, but of course not. Of course not. Yeah. So the kind of the same question I asked uh, Florence: uh, How did you usually prepare to come on, um, and like what was your preparation process? 
Um, well, it was multi-tiered in a lot of ways. Um, I like her would kind of just pick things from like if there was a magazine article I saw, I also loved um Entertainment Weekly. Um, so that would that would definitely give me some hints. Um, I'd read variety from time to time to see like what was coming through uh IMDB Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, which sometimes gave me misinformation and I was very bitter Betty about that. Well, I think sometimes it's so far in advance and then, and then it ends up like it really ends up not happening or it's just such minimal information. Yeah. And I, I think I probably tried to go too far out sometimes, um, here nor there. Uh, and then movie insider sometimes. And then sometimes I'd, I'd get information from like friends or or family or you mm-hmm. know just honestly a plethora of sources but i'd always try to um i'd try to make sure i could get through like fact check myself and make sure like i could find it in like at least three publications somewhere or you know just so uh, the information i was giving was was as correct as it could be but obviously since it was all like in pre-production or you know just in talks things would mm-hmm. often change yeah um do you ever think you're coming back to the states to stay never say never um Mm -hmm. but my husband just uh built us this this wonderful little cottage that we're living in right now i was gonna say like that kitchen looks so beautiful it just looks like it's a kitchen i would actually want to do dishes by hand in I, you know what? I love doing the dishes in this kitchen it's funny you say that yeah i i hate doing dishes but i would do them there Actually, I like doing dishes. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I will I will do everything but the di- like the dishes by hand and putting away laundry, but I'll do the rest. I you know what? I hate that I like doing the laundry. I hate putting it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Like I saw the meme the one time it said, uh, oh, I'll do I'll wash all my laundry in one day, but it's going to take me 4 to 6 business days to put it away. <laughs> that is never has there been a truer meme. Exactly. Um, so was there actually any, this is the hard hitting question. Are you ready? Ooh, excited. Was there any actual beef about the Lowry's thing? There kind of was. Yeah, mm-hmm. there kind of was. Um, oh. It's all been worked out and smoothed yeah. over. Um, but yeah, I, my feelings were a little hurt at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anderson I, and I talked it out and I think there was just, you know, it was kind of maybe some misappropriated anger mm-hmm. just and happens. 100%. And I, and anyone who's listening, who doesn't know about it, I'm not going to get into it, but if you know, no. you know, uh, <laughs> it's, so it's, I mean, it's, it, the air has been cleared. There's, yes. there's no drama. Yeah. Yes. It's all cool. And I can even cut that out if you want, but you said I could go anywhere. So I just oh, thought no, I'd. It, it's all good. Yeah. It's okay. all I, I have no secrets. Yes. Really. Wow. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to like share my weight, but like, that, <laughs> like... Oh man. Okay. Hold on. Let me just erase that. On here. <laughs> uh, uh, so height. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so favorite movie of all time, favorite movies of all time for you. Okay. Do you want my top five list? I love that. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Um, We've got The Last of the Mohicans. Haven't seen. Oh, it's very, very good. And the okay. music is, it's one of my favorite soundtracks on the planet. 
it's DDL at his like peak hotness. Like the handsomeness is just palpable. Was he ever attractive? Oh my god! What, watch this movie and okay. and tell uh, he is very enjoyable in this film. Um, it's also just a really, really beautiful story yeah. in general. Really well shot. Um, and my husband, he plays with a band, and they do one of the songs from The Last of the Mohicans, and oh, my heart oh, just wow. goes bitter patter every time. He he got you. He hooked you with that. He did. He did. So that's um, number five. Yeah, uh, highly recommend if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I recommend all of them. Uh, True Romance. Mm-hmm. What's not to love? Right, uh, of course. The Third Man. What is that? Oh, it's an older film um, with Orson Welles and Joseph Cotton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pretty sure Carol Reed, I think he was the director of it. It's it's black and white, and it was made after World War II. Um, and it's all shot in Vienna. And Vienna's mm-hmm. sort of just been bombed and is like kind of Vienna's crumbling a little bit. And it's just... It's visually stunning. It's kind of one of the first film noirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's there's this one scene, I won't give anything away, but it's between um, Joseph Cotton and Orson Welles. And it's just this incredible scene of kind of like good versus evil. And as much as I like to think I would always like end up on the side of, you know, choosing good, like Orson Welles is very persuasive. So it... <laughs> Yeah, I, I highly recommend. It's a great, great film, and the music is incredible. They use this this um, instrument called the zither, which isn't used too often, and it's a really it's it's like on yeah. a, it's like unlike any any other sound you'll ever hear. It's even my ringtone. Oh, so really? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's it's just a really fantastic movie. Highly okay. recommend. Well, uh, number this, two, Jaws. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's funny because I, I like two years ago rewatched it like for the first time since I was a kid, and I was like, "Holy crap, this is top twenty movies for me!" All of a sudden, and before I was kind of like, "Oh, it's Jaws, whatever," but I love it. It, it it's almost a perfect film, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, do Do you like Jaws too? Hmm. I mean, not to the level of Jaws mm-hmm. one. I don't think it was terrible, but I don't think it was brilliant either. Um, And it didn't have the same kind of nuanced uh, suspense Mm -hmm. that the first one had. Uh, The other ones were ungood, but I love sharks. So pretty much like, oh, I mean, I watched Santa Jaws. So like, I mean, if there's a shark in it, I'll watch it. Hmm. Yeah. I watched four of the 2022 shark movies that came out last year. And all of them were ungood. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. of them were really bad. Like one had um, Alyssa Milano in it as the. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, and uh, Alyssa Milano was that her name? Um, uh, yeah. From Who's the Boss? Yes, and, and Charmed. Yes, and it was just it was really bad. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, <sighs> shark movies like. Obviously, I watched four of them because there's something there. There's something that's interesting, and I hate water. So it's, like, one of the few things that can actually scare me, so. You hate water? Well, like, I had that, like, thacilophobia where, like, you know, deep water, fear the deep. But, like, okay. I I just stay away from the beach, and I live literally 14 minutes from 
like the beach so oh my gosh yeah okay yeah i i love i love the beach i love swimming in the ocean uh if i get no. eaten by a shark one day so be it like that that looks so cool in a tombstone right true i do they do they write anymore like the cause of death i think that's like an old thing they used to do like um, but you want it like you're gonna say yeah, hey if i get eaten yeah. by a shark please put it on there yeah or at least like you know write it in like if if i ever make the newspapers in my you know like please like d death by shark or something and then also don't go attack like don't go kill that shark that ate me because right. like it was there first like mm -hmm. when i saw jaws i I might have watched it incorrectly because I felt sorry for Jaws, you know. I was like, oh, well, Jaws yeah. was there first. Like, you know, we're we're invading his home or her home. I'm sorry. I didn't I don't know if Jaws was a boy or a girl. Shame on Well, me. uh his name is Bruce. Um Bruce, yeah. yeah. I know the I know the actual lawyer, Bruce, that it's um but uh the the lawyer that jaws was named after oh i didn't even know he was named after a lawyer i, I just yeah, knew he was it named was after Bruce. steven spielberg's lawyer at the time oh because like yeah. he was a shark i guess yeah. is what they yeah. say okay yeah. so the movie is the movie the shark movie i was talking about is uh the requiem it's r-e-q-u-i-n it came out last year and it's alicia silverstone oh also did not see that one. Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. Not Alyssa Milano. Okay. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. And uh and yeah, it was an interesting one. But anyway, so your number one. Okay. Number one of all time mm -hmm. is dirty dancing. Ye I mean, okay. <laughs> I I know it disappoints a lot of people, but it just brings me a lot of joy. And I love Patrick Swayze so much. I had to take the day off when he died. I was so oh, upset. Man. I watched Roadhouse like six times that yeah. day. I was a mess. No, I, I like Dirty Dancing. I, like I have nothing wrong with it. I'm just not like those aren't my style. I'm just kind of I those '80s like romance kind of things. I'm always kind of like, eh, I'm okay. I I think it was like the time when I saw it in my life. I had the biggest crush on Patrick Swayze. No Swayze, <laughs> no Wazy. Um, <laughs> He, oh, he was majestic. Yeah, you're probably you're probably like a hair older than me. I'm guessing. I'm 32. I, I think I, I'm. Uh, I'm yeah. going to be 44 this year. So I'm. Are you really older than you? Yeah. I was actually just thinking about it. Oh, it's gonna sound weird, but I was thinking about it in the shower. I'm like, how old is Diana? And I'm like, I'm like, she can't. She can't be like. I like. We got to be close to the same age. But I guess you're a little older. I love you but. so hard for thinking that. <laughs> okay so last of the mohicans true romance the third man i had from 1941 i think it said or 39 or something shame on me i don't have the date on that one but I literally it's, just had it up 1949 old, sorry it's old school but like worth it you know sometimes mm. you watch old movies and you're just you can't quite relate or you can't mm. you know you feel a little too distant from them this is i i sucked in every time and it's so so good no, yeah. I, I'm gonna watch it. I, I added I added that and Last of the Mohicans to my um watch list, which I have like eight hundred movies on, but I will get to them. Um I understand. So favorite movie of all time. What have you seen recently? Um golly, what have I seen recently? Um oh, no, Okay, well this is very nerdy and it's a TV show, so pardon, but um I'm rewatching Murder She Wrote. 
because I love okay. Angela Lansbury. I love her so much. You just She's, did it. Oh, I did. I did yeah. do that. Oh, um, that was gonna be my other question. Okay, keep going. Uh, I love. I just. It's. A, I love crime and mysteries and all of it, and it's just. Mm. It's a delightful show. Mm. Uh, so just that one's kind of like a little bit of fluff for the brain. Yeah. Um. I recently rewatched The Orphanage, which is Guillermo del Toro's first film. Um, I recently watched that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I liked I was, it. I liked it. It didn't stick the landing, but endings are hard. Yeah. I. You like horror movies then? Obviously, Jaws. I love horror movies. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Lawrence yeah. and I are simpatico that way. For yeah. Sure. I, I, I asked her to be my horror queen. So, um, Sorry, the role's That's taken. Okay. Yeah. You chose well. So that was going to be my question, and I and I thought about it a couple times. The snorts, remember mm-hmm. the the they yeah. always yes yeah. Did you ever fake them? I think there was one time I maybe one or two times I probably did where I, I think I was feeling sorry for Brian that he didn't get <laughs> that as he didn't many get snorts. A- <laughs> Um, but I'd say they're probably 85% organic and I really wish I could stop doing it. Cause it's like obnoxious. And like, when you do it, like when I really laugh at like parties or whatever, I'll literally like stop a party and people look at me strangely. And it actually, it's funny because you made me realize that I do it. Cause like when you were on the show, it's like, Oh, I guess I kind of do that too. And now I notice it every time. And I think of you. And now my Aww. son, my son does it. And I'm like, my oldest son, he'll snort when he laughs. He'll go back and he'll just like, and it's like so cute. So look at us trendsetters. Right. I know. So uh, I guess it's a, uh inherited gene. Um, so what you've seen, I was just going to say uh, quickly that I saw living with Bill Nye, um that Brian has been trying to see. It came to like the art house theater recently. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to bring it up, so it's Bill Nye. It's based on a Akira Kurosawa movie, I think. Oh my god! Okay. Someone's gonna make fun of me for that. Um, no, yeah, Living from a nineteen Japanese film, Ikiru, directed by. Have to click Akira Kurosawa. Okay, yep. good. I was right. Um, and the reason I thought of it is because it was such an odd movie because. Where we are about to go into top five movies that unexpectedly made you cry. Mm-hmm. And living, I didn't cry during it, but driving home from the theater, bald. Ah. I, I've never had that happen before, but driving home from the theater, because it's such a um, look at, at life and an interesting look at it. And it's so was it the a... film itself or was it like sort of the introspection that mm-hmm. it made you feel? Once I left the theater and I was driving, I literally just saw the whole world in a different light. I was just kind of like looking around and, and thinking about my life and all this. It was it was real. It's a good, really good movie. Uh, I think you sh- everyone should see it. Um, and the Bill Nighy performance is great. But I have friends who also say you need to see the Akira Kurosawa one like too because apparently it's some people's favorite movie like andrew martin he um assigned it to the guys like a few months ago so um yeah so it's great 
Kurosawa did really good work. So um, yeah. yeah, I will definitely put that one on my list. Oh, mm-hmm. I recently saw the show um, Shrinking on Apple TV. With Adam Scott? It's with... Um, um, Shrinking. Oh, no, Harrison Ford and Harrison uh, Jason Ford. Yes, thank you. And Jessica mm-hmm. James, who I just, I love her so much. She's a peach. Um, and that I'm really enjoying that. And then I just started watching The Last of Us, which I didn't think I'd be into because I don't like love zombie stuff. Kind mm-hmm. of like had my fill of zombie stuff, but I obsessed with it. I loved it so much. It gave me nightmares. Very effective. Um, well, if we're going to do t- TV film vaulters. Yeah, um, sorry about that. No, no, I, it's fine. I, I, um, what I sat down and finally watched. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have to edit this because now I can't even remember. I'm, I'm catching up on The Walking Dead for some reason. I don't know why it's, yeah. it, it, it got bad, but um, yeah, so redundant. Yeah, and um, oh, Andor. I finally sat down and watched the Star oh, Wars. How is it? It's incredible. Okay. It's it's like Star Wars obviously without the Jedi's at all and it's just it's so interesting. It's so well done. I mean, so many great actors and um it's it's got like the political side like the prequels had and and you know, it's it just shows you a a, a side of the Star Wars universe that we've never seen before. So yeah. I I highly recommend it. Highly recommend. You- what did you think of Mandalorian? I love Mandalorian. Me too. Um, not a huge fan of Boba Fett. Kind of let me down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did Obi Wan a little bit. Um, but Mandalorian is is my jam. I have uh, here. I'll just I'll hold on one sec for people. I'm about to show something on YouTube. My. Oh, that's adorable. Look at Grogu. Uh, yeah, it's not my only one. Like I have other ones, but I love this one with them walking side by side in the little. That's little precious. Thing. I know. I, so anyone who's not watching on YouTube and also about the YouTube thing, I look like crap because I need a new camera. Um, I need Untrue. To you look gorgeous. Gorgeous. Thank you. So do you. Um, so yeah, no, I collect all those. Funko Pop things, and that is one of my favorites. So cute. So cute. So cute. Okay, top five movies that made you cry unexpectedly. Um, Oh, yes. So, what was your criteria? Like, obviously, like, like, I I had to go over it again last night. I ended up changing most of my list, because I'm like, (sighs) made me cry unexpectedly. Um, Mm -hmm. Right, there's a t- there's a million movies that made me cry, but yeah, and you know I looked at some, and then I was like looking at at the poster and stuff. And I'm like, I should have known that would make me cry just by the poster. Um, so what was your criteria? Obviously, uh, it, it definitely like surprise cry films. Like I mean, yeah. Schindler's List obviously like was gonna be a tearjerker. Yeah. Like it, it had to be one that you know fully surprised me. And you know when you when you kind of are crying, you're like why am I crying? And mm-hmm. so a few of these aren't great films on mm-hmm. my list, yeah. but they still just got me for whatever reason. Like you know sometimes you're in a vulnerable place when you see something or. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's just the time or perhaps it related to something in your life in some small way that just, that just mm -hmm. got you. Or you're yeah. already emotional. <laughs> yes. I was like emotionally reason. compromised and maybe didn't realize it. So for anybody who wants to listen to the film vault episode where they did top five unexpected movies that made you cry. Um, it happened on June. It was released on June 29th, 2022. Uh, is when the boys did it. They also reviewed Elvis, Cha Cha, Real Smooth, and Gladbeck on that episode. Um, I I have their list. I never want to. I'm never going to read them on this show because obviously that's not what I want to do. I want people if they're if they want to know their list, they can go listen to that episode kind of thing, or they might already know. So, mm -hmm. anyways, so do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Do you... yeah, you go first, please, and thank you. Okay. Um, Actually, and the one other little story I was going to say is I watched that documentary, Our Father, on Netflix. Um, oh, how was it? It's, it's, uh, so it's about that doctor who ended up using his own um, semen. So to, gross. Yeah, it's so gross. Um, I didn't love the documentary as much as the boys did, but it's funny because it made me, it, it, for some reason, just that I was, I was, a little hungover so you're already in an emotional state the first mm -hmm. 20 minutes kind of had me crying so i was like oh no i'm i'm in for something but then it didn't hold up to that first like 20 minutes so um i didn't cry again so okay okay, okay. so my number five is a, a kind of a recent choice and i threw it on just because i want to bring more people in because i don't think enough people watched uh del toro's uh, cabinet of curiosities oh so good it was so good so the autopsy one is the one that made me cry a seasoned oh. sheriff investigates a dead body in the woods and calls on an old pal a medical examiner to help piece together a series of chilling events i think that was like my favorite besides the viewing one um but i don't it just it got me near the end just an emotional <laughs> little ride uh and you know each one's only like 40 50 minutes so mm -hmm. I, I highly i highly s suggest checking out the autopsy the autopsy one the viewing and then if you're liking them you can get into the rest i i liked them all like you yeah. know i thought every one of them was was a good valid story and, and mm -hmm. interesting and he, he's such a good storyteller. He's very yeah. good at what he does. And he's like our Alfred Hitchcock now, him coming out in between each one and, and showing us a little prop that we're going to see in the thing. I was like, I loved day. the style of it. Exactly. 100%. All day, all day. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's really all I have to say. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really great. It's starring F Murray Abraham. And uh, I think he brought a lot to the role. So, and obviously helped you and there's a couple other people in there but definitely and oh and it was uh written by david s goyer who i love um and directed by david Pryor. uh so you know you're in you're in pretty good hands there david Pryor was the one who did uh the empty man which a lot of people liked um okay okay anderson anderson and brian i watched it like right when it came out and i was a little let down and then anderson and brian um watched it uh, a little bit later and they both really liked it uh for a horror movie so um it's got a great opening i think which is which was hard to keep up with uh but anyways all right putting it on the list yeah number five for you dvk okay 
Uh, it's from the year 2000. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Miss Congeniality, which oh. is a comedy. Mm -hmm. And the director is um, Donald Mark Petrie. Mm -hmm. And he did Mystic Pizza, Grumpy Old oh, yeah. Men, uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Mm -hmm. um, and Mystic Pizza is a really good movie if you haven't yep. seen it. I highly recommend um, and it's starring Sandra Bullock, Benjamin Bratt, Michael Caine, Candace Bergen, uh, William Shatner, and Ernie Hudson. And the premise is Grace, uh, Gracie Hart, a tomboy agent, is asked by the FBI to go undercover as a contestant when a terrorist threatens to bomb the Miss United States pageant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sounds like a tearjerker yeah. all over. You wouldn't think there would be crying in that film for no. me. Um, but there's this ugh, tough to tough to like not give anything away. It was in 2000. So hope, hopefully you've seen it or avoided it. Whatever floats your boat. I've seen both. Uh, by, by now. Uh, yeah. Oh, the second one. No, no, no. It's um, not bad. I don't really. Oh, I didn't think it was that I bad. Didn't, I didn't love, but you know okay. what? Maybe maybe I'll give it a revisit. No. Um, but when, uh, there's sort of a, a speech at the end where Sandra Bullock gives um, like sort of a little speech to all the pageant girls, and I it gets me welled up almost every time. And I've seen this film a couple of times. Some of the jokes did not age well, and there's definitely some sexism in there, as there mm. sure was in the early 2000s. Mm. Uh, so try and get past that bit if you can. Again, comedy is not evergreen. Mm -mm. Um, but whole, I mean, that's just, it's a testament to Sandra Bullock, because she just, she can tug on your heartstrings when necessary and sort of make you laugh when necessary as well. And mm -hmm. It's not a brilliant movie, but I, I had a fun time watching it. Can, so maybe I missed it. What made you cry? Like, what was? The, it's a spoiler. Kind of. It's, it's oh it's, okay. I know what you're. I think I know what you're talking about. Actually, it's, now, yeah, it's the speech she gives to the the pageant girls mm -hmm. near the end, and mm -hmm. uh, just thought it was. Sweet definitely and lovely and uh yeah hopefully i'm not giving too much away there um but yeah it, again it was it was one of those things where like how, how how am i crying during this film right now and i've seen it more than once and every single time i mean they, they're manipulating you with music a little bit as well mm. but it's truly sandra bullock's performance that that gets a little it gets me a little dusty sometimes it's sometimes it's just like uh, a speech like a, a like I think that's the as I drink from my Grey's Anatomy mug I think that's why Grey's Anatomy makes me cry a lot is because um cheers uh just like the the passionate speeches can just they just get you right because oh yeah we don't get to give enough passionate speeches in our own lives mm -hmm. maybe we should do that more right yeah um can you just give me one second just so I can go check on the boys? Because I, I, I'm hearing quiet and that has me more worried than... Yeah, that's scary. But you okay. have to say hello to them for me. I will, I will. Okay. okay, give me one second here. A few moments later. Okay, Diana Van Camp says hi. <laughs> he did it. 
They were on. They 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 found their tablets, so that's why they that. Um, no trouble bubble. So number Nothing's five. No, no tablets were out, and and uh, quietness proceeded. So okay, grand. Number five was miscongeniality. Miscongeniality. I, yep. I knew. I was like, what comes before congeniality? Okay, so my number four is probably kind of an embarrassing one and maybe one that I should have expected I would cry at. Um, but it still got me more than I thought was the Muppets, the, um, like, huh. the, okay. rec- the recent Muppets. Uh, okay. The 2011 movie with Jason Siegel and Amy Adams. Um, I'm a pretty big Muppets fan, um, and like you know Jim Henson, and it was I just jumping back into that world and and everything. There was a couple times I cried. Like the one time is when they finally meet up with Fozzie and Fozzie Bear, <laughs> and his eyebrows were like a little bit gray. Like they had made him look like a little bit like older almost, and it's like there's this beloved character, and he's just like, and Kermit sings his song at the beginning, like when you first meet him, and it just it just really touched my heart, and I think they did a really great job with that movie. Um, so kind of embarrassing, but no, uh, I love it. But that shows what a big heart you got. Uh, I yeah, and uh, it's the Muppets are are a thing for me so i i was i was really happy to to just sit in the theater with like people i dragged with me um but we all like they all loved it we all had a great time so i just oh my gosh i i love it love did it. they know you were crying Your yeah friends? yeah okay. oh yeah yeah <laughs> like oh hey you snorted i got one um no, like, and then, like, when I cry, like, I always, like, I make a bigger show of it than I should because I try to stop it. Like, oh, I, it never, never works. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll do this or, like, I'll, like, you know, I'll just, like, try to hide it. And then it, and then people are like, what is he doing? Oh, he's crying. And I'm like, fuck, why did I? Anyways. Who's your favorite uh, Muppet? Uh, Rolf. Rolf the dog. Shut up, me too. Really? Yeah, I've never heard anybody say Rolf before. Oh. amazing. Yeah, I, uh. He's no, so he's, cute. He's just he's the funniest and and he just he's so relaxed like oh my gosh in the in the Muppets I'm gonna just I'm gonna geek out here for a second but it, my favorite one on of the, the funniest part of the movie so <laughs> they're like we got to get the gang back together so they're they're showing like a montage of them getting the gang back together like everyone's got a different scene blah blah, blah. and they're in this car they're all in the car and then Rolf's <laughs> Rolf's in the car. And he's like, "Hey, why didn't you guys show me in the montage?" And then it like goes back to Rolf, and he's laying in a hammock. And uh, Kermit's like, "Hey, Rolf," and he's like, "Yeah, you want to get the gang back together?" And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> and then so that's why they didn't show him because it was so quick. Uh, it just it still makes me laugh to this day. Awesome. I uh, full disclosure, I haven't seen that Muppet movie yet, so. <sighs> I know. I feel really bad right now. So I'll, above, I'll take care of business. Yeah. Above anything, above anything we've talked about, I think okay. just because it's, it's okay. so cute and sweet and Amy Adams is singing oh. and, and yeah, I want her career so bad. Right. Yeah. I love her. Like just, she can go from a rival to enchanted, you know, like 
So she great. was in Ireland filming Enchanted too. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, or Disenchanted as they called it. Yeah, I, I, I the... almost became a, a, an extra on that set. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. Not a great movie. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I didn't hate didn't, it, but yeah, no. I didn't. It was not as invested. Yeah, but so when you think of Ireland, like what movies do you think of? Um, oof. Um, uh, Waking Dead Divine. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely that. I mean, obviously the Banshees of of Inishirin, uh, mm-hmm. but that's a it's not an upper. Yeah, it's not a- I always think of, I love the Banshees of Inisherin. It might end up being my number one of the year. But it's so good. But yeah, yeah. I, I have we have pet donkeys, so oh, like I just Jenny. I couldn't. Like I had a really rough time with that. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, I always think of, but now I'm I'm thinking it's Scott Scottish. But P.S. I love you. Oh no, that is that's Irish. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. Yeah, but that one like frosts my cookies a little bit because. They didn't hire a lot of Irish people. Yeah, 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 exactly. There are some really great actors here who would have been superb in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it. P.S. I love you. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but I, I feel like cry. I feel like Ireland can do better with their rom coms, mm. and that was actually written by an Irish person. Mm. So anyway, mm. yeah, that yeah. one didn't didn't it was didn't rock the boat yeah. yeah number four for you okay number four for me is mm. my best friend's wedding from 1997 yes adam sandler uh, right uh nope um that would be julia roberts dermot oh. mulrooney and cameron diaz rupert everett um, and directed by PJ Hogan, who did uh, Mary- Muriel's Wedding, great film. Yeah. Um, introduced us to the incredibly talented Tony Collette. I think she might be a robot. Like she's in everything. Like when does I, she sleep? I. She needs an Oscar. Yesterday. She needs to be pelted with Oscars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Hereditary should have been her. Uh, I'll never get over that. But anyways. I- Almost everybody should have gotten one in Hereditary. Like yeah. that was ugh. agreed. Rough watch, but so good. So good. So good. Um. Anyway, but but um. So what? Who else is in? I think I, t- I I think I said all the stars in um in my best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um. And the plot is uh when Jules uh Julie Roberts' longtime friend uh, reveals that he is engaged, she realizes she loves him herself. And sets out to get him only days before the wedding. Um, and this one was, I I was emotionally compromised at the time mm-hmm. because I was sort of at, at the time I was kind of in love with one of my best friends <gasps> and he'd just gotten engaged and I'd never, I hadn't told him about it and I didn't tell him I had any feelings for him. And there was always kind of this, you know, mild flirtation between us and it was kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, what if will they won't they yeah so i it it definitely tugged on my heartstrings there a little bit um uh i feel you so 
and and the music definitely does manipulate the bejesus out of you in that film but yeah. like in a great way they use music i think in a fun way in that film and it, it's not a brilliant one but it, it's a fun i think it's a fun watch and uh there's some i think the scenes between rupert everett and julia roberts are just fantastic like he's mm-hmm. he's just so great and watchable and I like um, him and Mul- Mulroney. Like Dermot yeah. Mulroney is is yeah. great too. Like they don't get enough yeah. uh, enough love. Oh, and Cameron Diaz like in this movie was just a delight. You know, she was just so fun. I haven't seen it. So like she's the one marrying the guy, and yes. Julia Roberts wants the guy. So they yeah. don't portray her as like a a bitch. Like Cameron Diaz. Like they always they always end up doing that. It's like. She, so she is a little bit like she's not good enough for kind of, you know. No, she I'm mean, like, I think they portrayed her actually in a pretty, pretty <laughs> sympathetic light. There's this mm. karaoke scene where it's kind of like impossible not to fall in love with Cameron Diaz in this karaoke scene. Yeah, she's so great. Um, and I mean, I think if anybody is like the B in this film, it's kind of Julia Roberts. You know, mm. she had, a, you know. A lifetime to pretty much tell um Dermot Mulroney she was into him and then yeah. sort of chose the the worst time possible to do it um mm. but it's uh, you, you're still with her you know it's yeah. still yeah she yeah. it's not a totally she's not completely alienating but I mean I guess if there was a villain in the movie it's it's probably her yeah well <sighs> Guess we yeah. gotta cancel uh, Julia Roberts. She's um, not the nicest. What do you, like in person? That's like, like the meanest thing I think I've ever said um, on the show. <laughs> uh, her character, or like actually Julia Roberts. Actually, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. She oh, wasn't oh. nice to my mom once. <gasps> oh my Yeah. Anyway, oh. uh, we won't get into it, but oh. yeah, I, my mom's really nice. So. Oh, I can imagine she birthed you. Yeah, don't be mean to TBK yeah. yeah. uh, sen- senior. Um, can you say senior for a female? Yeah. Obviously. I don't think she'd Thank cry you. about it. Okay, so my number three is a horror movie that I did not expect to cry in several times, A Quiet Place. Um, oh, golly, yes. Oh, yes. that's a good one. Not only I did... Too. I ball my eyes all out at the beginning at uh, when there is a certain death um, or oh. the end when there's a certain death. Um, anytime you have a character that it has uh, some form of disability um, and obviously the daughter, the one daughter is deaf and mm-hmm. it just gets me to my core. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm so worried about that character and there were just some times where I'm like, oh my God, like she doesn't know. She, it's like, this has to be so hard for her. Um, she doesn't know the noise she's making. Ah, uh, just, yeah. So that's such a good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank I, you. I saw it on a plane and ugly cried through that one, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I, I kind of forgot about until you brought it up. So yeah. excellent choice. I'm now yeah. mad. I didn't put that on my list. <laughs> and, and just seeing how well Jim can act like John Krasinski. Yeah. Um, like several times, like the beginning scene and that end scene and everything, like how well he can act. The kids are all great. Oh, so good. Um, yeah. So no, I, uh, 
I, I know her name. I had it up here. Millicent. Emily Blunt? No, well, obviously Emily Blunt's great. But Millicent Simmons, who plays the girl with the uh, she, who is deaf, um, and she's deaf in real life. Yeah. Uh, she is she is really great so she was incredible yeah she, she was. was incredible and it, i think it was her idea to give john krasinski that sort of like that famous last line oh so i'm, I'm gonna cry if it, no, yeah I can't, I can't no let's yeah. talk about something else yes talk about something else right now your your number three scene that made you unexpectedly cry or movie Not okay scene. uh this was, was an embarrassing one um uh, Paddington 2 mm. uh, from 2017 mm -hmm. uh, live action comedy film I was watching it with my nieces and nephews on a movie night and yeah. I thought like well this is pretty innocuous like great Paddington 2 let's do it I and I hadn't seen the OG Paddington but I figured I could get on board pretty quickly I'd read the books as a child mm -hmm. um, and the director of that one is uh, Paul King and he did the OG Paddington and he's going to be doing the Willy Wonka film with the uh, Timothy oh, Chameley. Yeah. Out. So yes. look out for that one. I've and that seen, one's starring. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You go. No, no. I've just, I've seen uh, pictures of him in the outfit. So um, it might be good. Who knows? I even like the Johnny Depp one. So I, uh, I know that's probably blasphemy, but. It, I mean, I, I loved the OG. The Me too. Best, Me for too. sure. Gene Wilder. Um, I mean, you can't you, like even Johnny Depp can't compete with Gene Wilder. Like, no, I no, love him uh, in that movie. Not in that role, at least. Uh, yeah. But and yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as everybody did. Um, mm, same. So, uh, so in uh, Paddington Two, we've got Hugh Bonneville, who's uh, Lord Grantham from Downton Abbey. Uh, mm. Sally Hawkins, who's uh, the chick from uh, Shape of Water. Mm -hmm. love Hugh her. Grant, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson, I love him. Great so much. Irish actor, we love him. Yes. A national treasure here. Uh, and the 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 premise of this one is Paddington has settled in with the Brown family in Windsor Gardens and has become a popular member in the community, offering people emotional support in a variety of ways. Very sweet, always. Paddington uh, saves up to buy a unique pop-up book for his aunt Lucy's 100th birthday, right. but um, he is unfortunately framed for stealing the book by a thief and actor, uh, Phoenix Buchanan. Mm. Paddington is convicted and sent to prison. The Browns try to prove Paddington's innocence, but during their efforts, Paddington is convinced that the Browns have forgotten about him. I don't think you can call them the Browns. That's a little racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yes, no, definitely. This one made me cry too. So I'm right in the same boat. This is a great pick. Um, I tried to, I just tried to stay away from kids movies because like all I thought was up and finding Nemo. Finding Nemo can make me cry in a millisecond. Um, oh, up ruined me. Yeah. Like, it ruined me. I was too young. Like, I, I didn't, I wasn't too young, but like, I don't know. Like, the beginning didn't have that meaning to me at the time. But like, when I watched it when I was a little bit older, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this I, is deep. I, I literally had to like turn it off for a little bit and just like have yeah. an emotional roller coaster. Um, the score. Oh, the, the the music. I have that in my, I have a calming scores playlist. And it's just like, it's, 
It's basically just to, to listen to the up and the finding email scores. Uh, that's Those are good choices. I'm going to rip you off if you don't mind. Oh, I can send you the link to the Spotify playlist if you want. Yeah, into it. Please, yeah. I think. Yeah. I watched um, Up with my uh, uh, my old dog, Dexter, who's sadly in doggy heaven now. Oh. Um, but he, for some reason, Pixar movies would just like blow his mind. Hmm. And he would just watch them so intently and sometimes like try to jump into the screen. But when the the dog in that film got that talking collar, mm-hmm. Dexter lost his mind. No Like way. he was looking at, like, I swear he watched movies and was like, he was very, very smart dog and he would process them and he'd get like scared during scary movies. And, uh, but when he saw that dog with that collar, he just kept like looking at the screen, looking at me, looking at the screen, looking at me, like, when when are you gonna get me that collar, Mom? Mm. Like, oh. why don't I have it already? Like that, I want that so bad. Yeah. Have you heard the story of Bunny the dog on TikTok? No, I I don't. I'm too old for TikTok. I think. are you? No, you're not. Oh my so. god, you're like a 14 year old at heart. Aww, not, that, actually, generous. is that an is that an insult? <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 not at all. I I feel like a giant, like a, an imposter adult daily. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I, well, I just don't see you as like, like. Oh my god, I don't. It's not that I don't see you as adult. You just you're very vibrant and young. Anyways, so tick. So there's this dog on. T- I'm no. I I, I de- I'm derailing you with. No, I want to hear it. Please. I'm sorry, but there's this dog on TikTok, and I've been following him for like two years, and his parents. They there's this new trend where you can get dogs like buttons on the ground, and then they can press the buttons to tell the dog owners what they want yes yes so there's this one bunny and she's a bigger dog like floofy i think some i don't know what the what the breed is um and she's like almost becoming starting to become self-aware because of the buttons and it's like actually starting to get creepy and she like she'll like press the buttons and 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 be like bunny is human and then like and then like she and then she goes to the mirror and looks at herself and then comes back oh like bunny is human uh, uh uh it's just creepy like you gotta watch like some oh. montages now of like of like bunny being creepy anyways so but my I'm, cat like, used to out and heartwarmed yeah so at the same time it, it was really cute at the beginning like um even her saying like like getting like she had another dog a, a little brother dog and she would be like bunny loves whatever the other dog's name and, and stuff like that right Stop yeah it. i know but my cat used to watch me play video games i don't know it's not the same really i didn't know cats would be into that that's cool i used to play skyrim and when i would hop on the horse um she just would he would just watch the horse like go like he just loved it yeah so Animals are the best. So what was your number three? I apologize. I derailed. Oh, no trouble, Bubble. Uh, Number three was Paddington 2. Yes. Yeah. So um, what what was the part that, like, can you think of the part that got? Basically, I I think Paddington was in prison and Mm -hmm. thinking that uh, there were actually a couple moments in that one Mm -hmm. that did it for me. Like, I didn't, when he got framed and, you know, like he was innocent. Like, I, I think I cried in the courtroom scene. My yes. oh, my nieces and nephews made fun of me so hard. Um, none of them cried, but like here's their auntie Dee Dee crying like a baby. Um, no offense, babies. 
But then when um, he was in jail and he thought that the Browns had forgotten about him and oh, just wrecked me, wrecked me. But Paddington 2 is such a sweet film. Mm -hmm. Um, Highly recommend, even if you're not like into kids films. And there's a really funny moment in, um, was it The Unbearable Lightness of Talent? Yes. 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 The unbearable oh. weight of Wait, massive talent. Yeah, I you. just I just watched it like two weeks ago, and so I remember. Good. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I just love Pedro Pascal so much. Yeah, me too. And, and Nick Cage. I mean, what's well, I love. My dad hates him with a passion. But My husband too. He like we've had some Nick Cage like disagreements. Maybe it's that's musicians. probably our biggest disagreement. Maybe musicians just don't like him. My dad's been in bands his whole life. And so maybe he just, musicians are just like, no, thank you. Maybe. Snow Snow Patrol is from Ireland, right? I I mean, I know they've played here a lot. So I feel like. I think. Now I'm just derailing everything. No, Um, no, you're not. I should know that. Snow Patrol, our Northern Irish Scottish rock band. Okay. Sorry, um, Snow Patrol. No, I, I love them. I have the their lyrics tattooed on me. I just got their lyrics in my kid's handwriting, chasing cars on my above my heart. Aww, yeah. That's so sweet. I'm a very sweet guy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I'm just You're kidding. giving it all away. Um, so number three was Paddington Two for you. Mine was a yeah. quiet place. Uh so number two is uh some may not say it's a movie, but I think it is. It's a mix between a movie and a documentary. Okay. Uh, Bo Burnham's Inside. Did you I ever? I haven't seen that yet. It is one of the most self-aware, um, hard-hitting movies, especially like he made it over the pandemic. It came out still during the pandemic. Um, and it's... It's literally a masterpiece. It was my number one of of 2021, I think, when it came out. Okay. Um, I love him. Yeah. And and it's and it's so funny, but at the same time, like you think I thought I was going into a comedy and I'd heard everybody talk about it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll watch it just along with, you know, all the other comedy shows on Netflix. And it's incredible. And it's all music. It's all him singing. Like it's not, it's not stand up and, and every song, oh, it's just, there's a couple songs in there that I have on repeat on my phone that, that still okay. get me. Yeah. Okay. Um, even thinking I'm about it. If, I don't know, like <clears throat> a lot of his other stuff has been silly, but this one like is more like about depression and, and, and the feeling of being quarantined and, and basically saying like, I'm never going to go outside again. um and and how and he filmed it all like alone in his in his apartment by himself like he has a girlfriend but like he was like okay this is your house i'm gonna live in this apartment and create this and it was just it so incredible master masterpiece masterpiece do you think it'd make me cry i mean i think it depends where you are emotionally like this was 2021 uh mid depression mid dt donald trump yeah. uh you know and 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 black lives matter and and things that were just really bringing me down and but yeah. it's some of the songs still make me cry so okay um, okay yeah. all right you sort of have to be in the mood to cry i guess like so, like you know some movies will make you yeah 
But it could, it also could bring you there. I don't think it's like full out depressing, but I think it could get you, no matter what, it'll get you into those, into that mindset of like, oh, wow. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're number two. Number two for me, uh, I just rewatched it last night (laughs) and it did not have the same effect, but um, it Mm. was 2006, The Lake House. which is a fantasy romance mm-hmm. film. Um, the the director is uh, Alejandro Agresti. Um, sorry, might not say this perfectly. Um, Agresti. He's mm. um, an Argentinian uh, film director. Um, and I think uh, Valentin was, I think, his probably most famous film. Um, I haven't seen it. No. Full disclosure. <laughs> and it's uh, starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock which they are such a delight on screen mm. together. That, I mean, the chemistry is palpable. If if those two just wanted to read the phone book on screen mm-hmm. together, like I'm in, you know, um, this film, not the best. The script, not the best. Uh, uh, I'll give you the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it, I but yeah, give the... Uh, I'm a I'm a sucker for this one. I was a sucker for Sandra Bullock at that time, and then she came out with Premonition too. I don't know if you saw that one. And I think I did. Yeah. And, and people hated it, but like I loved it too. Oh, I so, liked it. I remember liking it. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so no, you. I'm sold on this one. Keep going. Okay. Um. Uh. Alex, an architect living in 2004, and Kate, a doctor living in 2000. Six, uh, meet via letters left in a magic mailbox <laughs> where they both lived at separate points in time. They carry on a two-year correspondence while remaining separated by the time difference. Yeah. Um, the space-time continuum element of this film like wrecks my head. Mm. So I can't think about it too much. I'm not... Time travel is a difficult subject for me i'm not Mm -hmm. normally in unless they're like rules established um and i that didn't really happen in this film see and i i'm the kind of person where like i i am accepting of any rules and 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 you know what if you want to do time travel in your movie Uh i'm fine if you want to throw out the rules i don't really care as long as it's a good movie yeah. Um, but some people like some people get so hung up on it. I know I know Anderson and Brian do too. So um it, but I especially Brian, but yeah. <laughs> it, it 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 truly wrecks my head. Like it really, really does. Um, unless like like in about time, you know, the rules were established and uh it was a great film, highly recommend. Um, I cried during that one as well, but like that one mm. I think you were supposed to cry and yeah, so, I I, I almost put it on the list, uh, yeah. but obviously. It just, it wasn't a surprise. Um, and the part I cried in was probably not the part that most people would have cried in um, when watching this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I cried in, ugh, there's probably a little bit, there's um there's a death of a parent mm-hmm. at some point in the film. And uh, that really, really got me. Um, I, my oh. my dad passed away in 2017 and i think i'd seen it sort of recently after his death yeah. and uh it just yeah kind of gutted me and i'm sorry it was to hear a, that. 
oh it, it it's okay um yeah well, it's, it's still sad but um, oh no i know it's uh, yeah these things happen obviously yeah. and uh um but yeah there was so i was like a little emotionally compromised already going into it um mm -hmm. uh i watched it last night and the script at some points was just really rough like yeah. but somehow somehow like Keanu and Sandra made some really horrible lines still work. And mm -hmm. again, they're just so watchable and yeah. such likable humans that, you know, you're really with them and they, yeah. they have such great chemistry together. They really do. It looks like they, they enjoy each other yeah. genuinely. Yeah, so. no, I, I, I love them both. Um, even during like the time when everyone was making fun of Keanu, I went back and finally watched Oh, I'm sorry. No trouble, That's, Bubba. That, I love it when you say that. Um, yeah, you, even when I went, I went and watched. Uh, they did a remake of the Man Who Came to Earth, or what, whatever. Oh yeah, the called. Oh my gosh. Is it the day the Earth stood still? Yes, the day the Earth stood still, and yeah. um, I liked it. I, I I watched the original before and. I'm kind of doing this uh, this thing where I'm watching, trying to watch as many alien movies as I can, any mm -hmm. movies that feature aliens, and I'm and I'm just ranking them for my website. But okay. I'm like 200 and something now, and um, yeah. Anyways, so I, and I liked him in that, but um, so yeah, no, I I liked the Lake House too. I and I probably probably teared up a couple times. It because. It's all about the actors for me. Sometimes you get these romance movies and it's just like, I'm not invested because I don't really care for the actors or feel the emotion. Like, but in movies like that, where you love Sandra and you love Keanu, you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You just, I mean, you just want what's best for them. <laughs> I, I, I always, I, I love Keanu as well. Um, I think the one thing I did see him in that I was like, oh, you're, this was some miscasting or some stunt casting that didn't work out was uh, when he was in Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He, he tried his best. Like, he I, did... I think he was trying to stretch himself yeah. and, and maybe he shouldn't. I I, I get it. And like my friend, he actually like produced that film and I had the biggest crush on Keanu at the time. So, I mean, I was, I was on board. Mm -hmm. um, but Shakespeare is, you know, it's tough to wrap, wrap your mouth around some of those words and yeah. it just didn't yeah. always work out. I mean, I was okay with him in Dracula. Like, yeah, I, I just recently watched, I watched that last year um, for my 31 days of horror and, and I, I, he fit in. I found him like, okay, this works. I call your 31 days of horror Shocktober. Oh, okay. I'll call it that next year, this year. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. But <laughs> Shocktober. That's, that's good. Shocktober. Yeah. I like that better. Okay. I'm probably going to upset you here because I have a tie for number one. Okay. Let's hear it. So my number one, the first one I'm going to talk about is Armageddon. Um. Okay. Because I was probably 14 years old, um, and it was the first time I ever fit, uh, probably like, I was like 15 years old. It was um, the first time uh, I was I was just starting to date my the girl who ended up becoming my wife and the mother of my children, mm -hmm. um, and 
I've I had never cried in a movie up until that point, unless I did when really? I was a baby and didn't notice. Okay. And I blubbered like a baby at the end. Really? I and I and I since I have only cried harder since Manchester by the Sea. But Ugh. yeah. Ugh. That's that's the only time I've cried harder was at Armageddon. That end scene, Michael Bay got me. Um, Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, the whole thing got me. Um, I don't want to give spoilers because if you haven't seen it, I think it might get you too, or you might just if you really if you go in like I hate Michael Bay, you're you're just gonna you're you're gonna yeah Set you're writing your own failure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then so the the one I tied it with because I just can't leave it off is another horror zombie movie. I am Legend. Oh no, um, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Don't, no, no. Seriously? No, I mean talk about it, but oh my god, I'm. There if is, I just start like yeah. bawling, oh, yeah, I, I get it. And every time you watch it, um, and uh, there, yeah, I won't give that away, but there is a death of someone. I'm just gonna say someone, mm-hmm. and um, and then you find out their full name, um during that scene and the love oh my god uh, i just so anyways yeah. um two movies that i went into like oh action horror like let's do this and then i'm blubbering like a baby so and did you know they're doing a sequel to i am legend and really uh, yeah and will smith is going to be in it and michael b jordan um so jordan. at the i'm just going to say at the end of i am legend the, uh will smith dies he he kills himself to save someone or or whatever but mm-hmm. there is a delete there was an uh an alternate ending where he Ooh, survived it? Yeah, it, there's an alternate ending where like the zombies are going to kill him uh-huh. but then they but then they just kind of walk away and and leave him be because they have what they want um uh-huh. at the end so then they leave him be and uh and and the other girl he's with so he does survive in the alternate ending so he's going to be in the next one and they're using the alternate ending as the actual ending now interesting yeah yeah so okay you're number one my friend greatest film of all time (laughs) really dancing dirty dancing It's, it's a dance romance film um and it's directed by i gotta go mom no i'm not watching dirty dancing by eleanor bergstein and this was sort of based on some of her like personal experiences um in the cat skills uh when she could like sort of go on these summer vacations with her family um so i it, it, it's there's a lot of personal touches in there and it's starring Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. sir. Uh, Jennifer Grey and Jerry Orbach. And uh, the, the plot is while spending the summer of 1963 in the Catskills with her family, Francis baby houseman meets and falls in love with a dirty dancer, Johnny Castle. She fills in for his partner, former Rockette Penny, when Penny undergoes a botched abortion. When Baby's father finds out about her association with Johnny, uh, he forbids her to see him. 
Mm. But baby doesn't listen. No, she doesn't. Do you cry every time? Every time. I've seen this film, no joke, 500 times. And there's one scene that just destroys me. And it's between Jennifer Grey and Jerry Orbach. And they're sitting in sort of like a gazebo by the lake. And they're kind of, they're having it out a little bit in a way. And I'm such a sucker for daddy-daughter moments. Because I, I, full disclosure, I was just the worst daddy's girl in the world. Like ridiculous, like stereotypes of of that i i loved my dad so much and we didn't fight often but like i think literally probably had two two fights in my whole life and they were both my fault because i was being being a jerk um but this this sort of fight that baby and her father have just like every time there's tears i know it's coming i know it word for word and i was i was sort of trying to breathe deeply before it and not cry nope Every time cry. Oh. Yeah. I I don't think I cried, but I think it was a long time ago. I think it deserves a rewatch. So it it it's it's a lovely film. Yeah, it um, is. I, I'm again, sorry, again, I'm it's not for everyone. And I'm sure it had a little bit to do with like when I saw it for the first time I was eight. Why don't I, we see her anymore? Sorry. I oh my god. Because of her nose job, because she got a nose job and basically oh. it changed kind of her whole appearance. Mm-hmm. And it like really limited her career, which is such a shame because she's great. She's, yeah, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? And or, she's so good. Oh, yeah. and then there was a tragic story after that. What? It took place in Ireland, actually. Um, she was dating Matthew Broderick at the time. And uh, they came over to Ireland for like a vacation or something. And Matthew was driving and um, here in Ireland, they drive on the incorrect side of the road. And I think Mr. Broderick forgot about that. And he hit um, a mother daughter um, head on and they, they died. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was like, it was kind of, I think, covered up a little bit by the studio system at the time. Um, and he had to pay a very small fine and pretty much like mm-hmm. got off like with, with very little punishment, which probably is not very ethical. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. sure like, I'm sure Jennifer Gray and him like suffer. Oh, probably still from that. Like, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I would. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, I this whole rust thing with Alec Baldwin, I I struggle because I I mean, it had to have been an accident, right? Like, I don't un no, you no, think it, I think so. Like, I mean, I I think that was you know, like I think it was. Why would Alec Baldwin? Hopefully unintentional. Yeah, like why he like everyone they they had a good relationship. Like, I mean, I think like and he. He, he, you think he would come in and pick up a gun and just shoot her? Like, I, I, I don't know. It just, it bothers me how much, uh, I like Alec Baldwin, so I guess it bothers me a little bit more, but anyways. He was at my high school when I was um, a kid and he was filming The Shadow. Oh. And um, I was coming back from lunch and literally just like ran into him in one of the hallways and I was, I was a big fan at the time and he wow. signed my lunch bag. No way. Do you still have he it? Did. I do. I do. Oh my gosh. That's it was so really cool. nice about it too. Cause like, I've, I guess I've heard sort of uh, different experiences with him that aren't always positive, but he was really sweet to me. And 
yeah. he's just like a goofy high school kid at the time. Um, but as far as the rust thing goes, like I really, I, I think it was just a, like, again, I wasn't there. I think it was just a horrific accident, but where I think he probably really did himself dirty is in the interview when he said like, I didn't pull the trigger. Like I never, I would never do that. I didn't pull the trigger, you know? Right. Oh, okay. Like that kind of had like, I, had he not said that, I think, you know, maybe a little more lenient. I think so. But again, still, that was just a tragic thing that happened. And yeah. And hopefully from here on out, we do like, better yeah um so dirty dancing has been talked about yeah. a lot on this podcast that's yeah i so, i apologize for bringing it up twice but don't. it's that good it's that good it's that I good by it. um do you have any also rants um most of my also rants were just kind of like obvious ones mm-hmm. um i put winter's tale in my also rant um okay uh that movie it doesn't make a lot of sense um (laughs) no but i still also like it was like kind of a guilty pleasure movie i still really enjoyed it i've seen it and i couldn't tell you a single thing about it uh, there's a horse that flies (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i do okay yep so now that's about all i got and then lady sybil's in it from from downton abbey okay she's she's just delightful to watch um uh, I don't want to tell you the part I cried in because uh, it'll give give some stuff away. But yeah, that that would probably be on there. Um, Wonder. Oh I yeah, cried like a baby during that film. I think if you saw the trailer, you 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 would expect to cry because I definitely cried too. I I went into that one blind, but again, I watched that with my um, my nieces and nephews, and they made fun of me again. They're like, "Oh, Auntie Didi's crying again," you know. Just wait. Once once you've been bullied a little bit for anything, yes. um, even if you're like the prettiest, most popular girl in school or whatever, you get bullied no matter what. And Ugh. and so and if so you relate, you put yourselves in the sh- in the shoes of a kid who's got a, mm-hmm. a, a sadly a transfigured face um, transfigured. That's not the word I was looking for. But anyways, disfigured, disfigured. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um were you bullied as a uh, kid at all oh my god was i bullied um relentlessly yeah yeah up until like oh my god i'm having deja vu right now of me telling you of someone of you asking me if i was bullied and me telling you it's crazy in the matrix yeah um no like when i was younger i just really didn't know who i was at all and Mm -hmm. i didn't I didn't really figure out who I was until like high school, I mean, like later in high school and like what I liked. I mean, but I, you know, I didn't come out of the closet till I was 27, but I still got called, you know, fag and, and, Ugh. and all that stuff. Right. And, and my brother did come out of the closet really early. And, um, and so he, he got that until, you know, he grade 12 was hard for him because he, he actually did come out. But uh, I hid in the closet like a, I just wasn't ready and and all that. But yeah, no, I got bullied uh, quite a bit, so it sucks. I, I went pretty much kindergarten through eighth grade. I was bullied relentlessly <clears throat> and would like come home from school crying daily and <sighs> beg my parents to just send me to a different school or 
get me homeschooling or something, but I, mm-hmm. they didn't take it really seriously. Um, but then I got to high school and it was just opposites, Bill. And I, I mm-hmm. made friends with sort of a lot of different groups and yeah. I wouldn't say it was like popular or anything, but there, you know, and it was an all girls school. So, I mean, like girls bully each other, but like in different ways, yeah. they just sort of like tease you until you develop an eating disorder or something <sighs> like that, you know? I, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, grade 12 was the greatest schooling year of my entire life. Like I I was on student council and and student council was kind of cool when we when we were doing it and we got to go on retreats and and like you know I had a best friend who and it was just it was great. Uh it was greatness. But I have to apologize for the lighting here because it's starting to get really dark. I was just going to ask so it's 6 o'clock now? Uh um, 6 yes it's 604 do you want me to go turn on a light real quick no no you're fine unless you want to no no i I could care less but i just want (laughs) well i i'll just so i'll just say my uh also rands quickly i just put uh guardians of the galaxy 2 um about time uh lord of the rings return of the king stir of echoes actually made me cry just recently oh i haven't seen that in a while i should give that yeah just the yeah it really i love that movie uh spontaneous top gun maverick just made me cry recently Top Gun maverick made you cry yeah i was with the return of a certain character who's had some health issues oh yeah okay okay kind of just got me um a weird one i almost put on the list is zach snyder's justice league i had some emotion in there like it it was like his three-hour version but Mm. uh yeah, and obviously, like I put like the the Lion King, Toy Story three. Yeah. Um, oh, every uh, Toy Story up. movie. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. A Ghost Story, Hook, Rogue One. That's about it. So I heard you all talking about a Ghost Story a lot mm-hmm. um, in Geo's episode, and I haven't seen that one yet. So I think that one's actually at the top of my list right now. Well, it's Anderson's like favorite movie of all time now. Like he he just absolutely adores it. Oh, someone has walked by your window. That's probably my husband. Yeah, that's, that's, probably that's my husband. I'm doing or the Brian ghost. thing. Yeah, or a ghost. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So there you are. That was top five movies that made you cry unexpectedly with mm-hmm. the lovely Diana Vandekamp. Camp, Thanks for having it? me, Mitch. Oh, thank you for being here. I, this has been long awaited, and um, I know you're very busy. So, um, so. You get to assign me a movie. Oh, and before we do that, I have to apologize because I haven't watched Last Action Hero yet that Gio assigned me. Um, we've been doing renovations at, the, at my place, and it's just been crazy. So I will watch both of these in the next week. What do you okay. want to assign me? Okay. Um, well, I have two choices just in case you've seen one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure one of them you haven't. My number one for you, though, is Sorcerer, directed by the great... Billy Friedkin and Anderson and and yes I haven't seen it so it's so good I'm so glad you're making me watch this I'm so happy okay it is it's like I mean I it literally I don't bite my nails anymore but I had to like actively like put yeah. my like sit on my hands because it's such a like nail biter and it's a bit of like an anti-hero story is it the uh, tank movie it's tanks or something I wouldn't say tanks. There, there are trucks involved. Right, um, right. And they're but, and they're carrying uh, vicarious. Yeah, is they're yeah. carrying very dangerous materials. 
Um, Reminds me of a lost episode that I remember, but it, it but good. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm still it. bitter with lost. how like lost ended. And I, I liked, I liked the ending. Really? I'm of, oh, yeah. I'm okay. one of the, I'm one of the few that it all okay. kind of, it all kind of clicked for me. And I okay. cried. I'm glad somebody did. And I'm glad yeah. somebody wasn't as angry as I was. Yeah. <laughs> My brother, like there was quite a few people who were pretty pissed around me, but I was like, and then like I gave some explanations of why I liked it. So I made them like it better, but. but yeah okay that another time yeah what was the um what was the other one you were gonna gonna... oh i was gonna make you watch the third man oh okay well i'm putting that on my watch list anyway so someday i will watch yay yeah okay well it's a no pressure situation i think sorcerer can be a little like tricky to find oh i'm gonna only buy it just buy it because it's it's truly that good you won't be mad well, and it's one I it's one I'll sit down with my dad and watch too. I think he'll just oh, he'll just he'll really it. like it. Yeah, he'll so. love it. And Billy, um, it's Billy's favorite film that he made. Oh, really? And you're yeah. you're related to him or just friends with him? Um, just friends with him. I've been friends with him since I was like a kid. Um, yeah, through the I family. I kind of had like no idea. Like he did what he did really until yeah. like I think I was a little bit older and I watched this movie like The Exorcist and I was like William Friedkin. I was like, wait. Is that Billy? My one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah, duh. (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you for being on. Um, Thanks for having me. Tell your husband thank you for the equipment and the computer and everything. Um, He's a good egg. I know. Fine. We'll pretend we like him for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, anyway, so just quickly, you can find the film vaulters at. Uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook, and obviously you can find, I have my links, all my link tree there. You can find The Film Vault uh, at Anderson and Brian on Instagram and TikTok, and The Film Vault on on um, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I also do have a Twitter, and it's Mitchie Daily. I'll, I'll, I'll have it all in the show notes, but DVK, where can people find you? Or, um, are you on Twitter? Also- I'm also on Twitter. Um, I'm under Film Fatal. Yes, uh, I knew that. Yep, that's that's my Twitter handle. Um, and I yeah, I, I don't yeah. love the Elon Musk thing, but I do like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if you join, then, um, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, is it about TikTok? Oh, I, I was going to say if you join our uh, Film Vault faith fan group, uh, mm-hmm. which me and DVK run, we run that together. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you do most of the work. I've got to give you. <laughs> well, you you let me in the door. But um, so if you join that group, DVK and I do chat in there. We post things and, and usually a lot of things I post DVK is there in the comments. So uh, if you want to join that group, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Mitch people. gets all the credit for that one. Oh, I'm also on Instagram. Um, if okay. you ever want to see lots of pictures of Ireland and oh, cows and sheep you. and stuff. Um, it's Diana V T C O B, um, which stands for taking Swear care of business. I... Oh, really? <laughs> Diana V T C O B. I am following you. I just don't see enough of your posts. You know how like the algorithm works. Sometimes you just don't see enough. But anyway, I'm not as active on social media as I used to be. Um, I guess I'm I'm just living life a little bit more, which is that's awesome. Oh, I did not see a bad your. Thing. I did see your weird drink with a fig in it the other day. That oh, came yeah. Up. It's I'd... a passion fruit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Passion fruit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah that's, that's okay. I'd never actually seen one 
in real life before. So it was, mm. it was a learning experience for me. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, DVK, I'm going to let you go. We've done a little over an okay. hour, hour and a half, which is long for a podcast, unless you're Geo. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't hold a candle to that guy, nor would I <laughs> ever try, but I love him so much. You're a little easier to like rein in. It was me who I had to rein myself in. <laughs> no need, no need for reining here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, thank you, DVK. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Right back at you. Love you to the moon. Love you to the moon and back. Hey guys, I I said in the episode that I hadn't watched the Geo assigned movie this week, Last Action Hero, uh, but I have watched it now. I watched it uh, not too long after I recorded with DVK, Diana, um, so I just thought I would give a quick little review at the end. end. Uh, I apologize, Geo, that I didn't do it in the episode, uh, if you're listening. I will tell you to listen to the end of the episode. Uh, but so Last Action Hero, it's a 1993 movie uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Charles Dance, Tom Noonan, F. Murray Abraham, Anthony Quinn, and Austin O'Brien as the uh, younger child in the movie. It's directed by John McTiernan who uh, directed Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Predator, The Hunt for Red October. Uh, So lots of great movies. Uh, And this one was technically considered a flop, both critically and financially. It it cost a lot to make. And, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was big at the time, but it just didn't, it failed to bring in the audience that uh, the studio had expected. But I have to say, I really, really love this movie. It only has 38% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, from the critics and 47% from the audience. But this movie is a lot of fun. And I think in this world where, you know, we have more multiverses and stuff like that and audiences are more um, understanding of that kind of world. I think this movie could really be have a comeback uh, and I'd like to see that because it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of great moments and great characters and hilarious. I was laughing and comedy is not usually my forte and I was laughing quite a bit. I can see people not liking this. It's it's not like incredible like it's really smart in my opinion but it it does go for some dumb humor at times but in my opinion i think it's more smart than it is dumb because it's not only satiring the action uh genre but it is um appealing to the action genre as well and i think people who love action movies even big, dumb action movies, I think they can laugh along at this as well as the people who dislike big, dumb action movies. So definitely give this one a shot. Uh, I had to watch it on like a weird uh, streaming service here in Canada, so I'm not sure where it's streaming in the States right now. I can quickly check while I continue talking, but it, uh, I gave it like four and a half stars out of... Um, 
out of five. And I think that's pretty good. Arnold's a lot of fun in it. And uh, the young boy, I don't really know him from much else, but he was he was pretty great too. And uh, a lot of great, like Charles Dance, I absolutely love him from Game of Thrones. A lot of great side characters in this. F. Murray Abraham doesn't get a lot of screen time, but uh, that is that's okay. He you just gotta love seeing F. Murray Abraham anywhere. Um, I can't multitask, so what am I looking for? Last action hero. It is streaming fucking everywhere for you guys. Fubo, Showtime, uh, DirecTV, uh, and then you can rent it for $2.99 on Amazon or $3.99 on Apple TV, so oh, I gotta move to the States. Or, as I said in the interview with DVK, I should move to Ireland. Or the UK. Uh, so again, thanks everyone for listening. I will see you in a week or two, and I think I'm going to be interviewing Avery next. So it'll be a lot of fun. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Oh, that really, you know what? You've just been so inviting. You and Florence have just made me feel like such a part of everything. So I can't thank you enough. So your family now, like uh, fast and furious just, style. And yeah, it's all about the family. <laughs> I feel like such a part of everything. So I can't thank you enough. So your family now, like uh, fast and furious just, style. And yeah, it's all about the family. <laughs> <laughs>